applause for the worship team one more time. Thank you guys for doing that. My name is Tariq Burton, alongside my wife, Jackie. We lead the high school college ministries here in the Santa Barbara Church of Christ. Happy New Year! Feliz Año Nuevo. I'm getting, I'm getting there. Let's be honest, my, my Spanish hasn't really progressed since last year, but I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, but Happy New Year. Hopefully you're excited. It's first service of the year. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. It'll be up there on the screen for us. I want to read this passage to set the stage for our teaching time here today. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. It says, They came to Bethsaida, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people, they look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes, then his eyes were open. Judgmental relationship with God. His name's David, and he knows that God knows his heart. And so he pours out his heart to God, and he is honest just like this man. Jesus said, can you see? He says, no, I, well, kind of, I see trees walking around, and you can only imagine what he and his group of friends must have been feeling. That they probably felt a little disappointed, a little, a little teased, because they were excited and were full of faith with the idea of Jesus healing their friend. Yet Jesus touches him, he spits on him, he touches him, it, it doesn't work, and the Bible says Jesus touched him again. He touched him again, and he was able to see clearly. His vision was restored. And I started thinking about that, and I started thinking about the method that Jesus implemented in order for this man to be healed. Because it's a, it's a little odd, isn't it? That he, he spit first, and then touched him, and then touched him again. I thought, what in the world does that speak to? Spitting first, then touching, and then, and then touching again. And here's another holy hypothesis. You get two, to get two today. First reason in, in that I started thinking about, I, I started thinking about it, and I didn't think it was, it was all the way wrong. I just th didn't think it was fully right. But I thought maybe it speaks to the proximity. That this man, he, he, got, he got spit on and touched and then spit on again. The first time he was spit on and touched, he was made better, but he wasn't made whole. He had gotten to the next level, but not the, the, the final floor. And I thought, maybe that speaks to proximity. Maybe the spitting, that implies distance. That there are some things in our lives that Jesus, he's more than able to, to fix from a distance. Yet the second touch came in because there are some things, in order to be made whole, Jesus needs us close enough for, us to, for him to touch us. I thought about proximity. Okay, maybe he needs to get close enough for us to touch, and, 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 and there's distance. And, and that's where you get people who go to church a few times, and then they get frustrated that their life hasn't changed. That they, they, they go to church and essentially, metaphorically, they get spit on because they have Jesus at a distance. But they're not made whole because they're not close enough for him to touch. Then I thought about, okay, it, I think it does speak to that. But it also speaks to, speaks to this next thing, how Jesus and God works incrementally. That he was, he was, he was spit on and then touched first, made better. And then he was touched again and made whole. Because how many know sometimes 
We need to be touched multiple times by God in order to experience healing or to be made whole. So I started thinking about that. Okay, maybe it's, it's, it's that, right, this, this incremental thing, because sometimes God, he works in stages. That this man, he, in a matter of minutes, was, was touched twice by Jesus. And it, it may work that way sometimes. God may choose to work that way sometimes. It, it may come back to back. It may come within days. It may come within weeks, within months, a year, years. And I want to speak to that and, and normalize that for you because sometimes in order for vision to be fulfilled, in order for vision to be restored, sometimes it takes time. And that's why God needs us to have finishing faith because finishing faith is what helps us to believe and hold on in between touches. Finishing faith. This man was made whole because he had finishing faith. How many in here want that kind of faith? Finishing faith. There are three things that we can see from this man that can help us build that same type of faith. You ready for them? Number one, this man had a squad. He had a squad. He had a group of guys with him. Now, the, the, the overall success and effectiveness of your year 2020 it's not just going to be determined by, by who you are or what you're capable of. It's, it's also going to be determined by who you're with. That we become people who are around. That God has given us church because he knows this. He knows that, that, that life needs to be lived together with one another. This man had a squad, and, and he didn't go up to Jesus himself. He didn't bring himself to Jesus. His squad brought him to Jesus. His squad did it for him. Now, I don't know what the, 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 the previous few weeks of this man's life must have looked like. He might have been filled with discouragement. I appreciate this group because they brought him to Jesus and didn't take him somewhere where he can just forget for a while. All right, we all have people in our lives, but do you have people? Next slide. Do you have someone in your life? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't put that, that question there, but do you have people in your life who will take you to Jesus? Do you have a squad, people who will take you? Anybody can take us somewhere. When I'm going through a hard time, yes, I have people in my life who will take me somewhere to get my mind off of it, and that's good sometimes, but I also have people, and I know I need people in my life, who will take me to Jesus. Because I don't need to just feel better, I need to be made whole. Do you have someone in your life, do you have a group of people in your life who will take you to Jesus? Who's in your squad? Who is in your squad like this man? He, he became whole because of his friends. Not because of himself, but because of his, his friends. Number one is a squad. Number two, separation. Separation. This, this, Jesus had just gotten to Bethsaida. They were traveling, and they just got there. They encountered this man and his friends, and the Bible says that he led him outside of the city. That Jesus had just got there, but for some reason, Jesus had to take him outside of the city. And the Bible doesn't really tell us why. Why Jesus had to take him outside of, of a place he just got to. And so we don't know why. We don't know if there's any distractions. We don't know what. We can always assume what. But sometimes we need to be able to separate ourselves from things that can cause us to rob our vision. Or the things that can cause Satan to rob us of our vision. Sometimes we have to separate ourselves from certain people. From certain behaviors. From sin. All right, God wants to do so much in our life, and we have to develop the, the discipline to be able to say, no, 
to be able to, to separate ourselves when times get tough. The third thing was spiritual stubbornness. That this man, he didn't just allow himself to be spit on and then touched and, and see, not really super clearly, to, to prevent him from experiencing all that God had planned for him. He could have very well could have said, I can see clearly. Or he could have just said, I can, I can see now. We don't know how long he's been blind, but there's got to be a, a moment of relief he had when he was able to see, even though it wasn't clearly. Yet he knew who Jesus was. And he said, no, this isn't, this isn't enough for me. I know you can make me whole. So no, I can't see. Spiritual stubbornness. It's, it's an outright refusal to settle for anything that's less than God's best for your life. That yes, God, he wants to do, do great things in our lives, but sometimes we can get into the mindset of, of settling. And you see that in scripture. You see it with the Israelites. A whole generation of, of God's people decided to stay in the wilderness over Canaan. They settled something that was better than Egypt, but it was worse than what God had planned for them. This was after they saw God part the Red Sea. After they saw that God purified water with Moses' staff, they settled for something less than God's best. Let 2020 be the year where we don't settle. The year where we have spiritual stubbornness and an outright refusal to settle for, for less and, and really go after all of what God wants for our lives. Next slide, what's your move? Your move, what, what is your move? We talked about several different things today. We talked about one vision. Has something taken your vision? Has something robbed you from something that you saw as attainable in your life? If so, do what it takes to get open about it. Do what it takes to restore that vision. This man, he, I mean, we don't know if he would have, have done all he can take, but he had people in his life. He had his squad. Maybe your move is to, to get a squad. Maybe it's to say, no, I'm not going to live life by myself anymore. I need to have a squad with me who's going to live life with me as we live life together who can help me when I fall down. I need a squad who I can help when I fall down. Maybe some of us in here, we're, we're having a hard time with the new year and even just thinking towards all the plans that God has for us because we don't have a squad. We don't have people in our lives who we're, we're meeting with, people in our lives who are helping us out spiritually. It can be someone in your age group. It can be someone who is older than you. Someone new in my squad has actually become Jonathan Silva. We go to the gym together, and it's been great, and we talk about life, and sometimes I need to work out to my podcast and my music. Right, but and sometimes Jonathan watches Batman when we're working out. But he's he's in my squad, and I'm grateful for him. Right, who's in your squad? And do the people in your squad know that they're in your squad? That you look to them for help when you need it spiritually. Maybe your your, your move is, is is separation. Maybe you've fallen victim to a certain behavior that's that's sinful behavior, and it's 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 hurting you. And and and, and some of us, if that describes us, we realize it. Some of us, we, 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 we've lost hope in, in being able to, to change in that area, right? We need the help that, that to, to be separated or to get separated from those things. Maybe it's separation. Maybe you need to be open. I know for me, it's, it's a whole lot easier to, to separate myself from temptation if I'm talking to people about it. All right, so maybe that's your move. Maybe the last one is, is just an outright refusal to settle. 
Maybe some of us in here today, we've settled. And we've settled spiritually. And we've fallen victim to the lies that Satan wants to feed us, that we failed, we've made mistakes, maybe we're too old, we believe we're too young to do certain things, and we've just settled. And we're okay with it. But I'll tell you today that we serve a God in heaven who's not okay with settling. He doesn't want us to settle. He wants us to achieve and receive all of what he has stored for us, not this year, not this decade, but for the rest of our lives. Amen? So let's all make a decision to, 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 to do whatever we need to do today in order to receive all of what God has planned for us in 2020. Amen? Amen. That's the, our lesson here today. I, I really do hope that added value to your faith. Let's all do a great job in trying to develop this type of faith that, yes, impresses Jesus, but actually helps us complete different things that God wants to do in our lives. Amen.